Hi, I'm Monica Malhotra, and I'm the founder of The Gaggler. Hi, I'm Alia Nuru, and I am founder of Alia Co. Welcome to the Women in Power podcast. We come across many powerful women in our daily lives. They are everywhere. You may know one, you may be one. Each week, we invite women in power to join us in celebrating their stories and amplifying their voices. We aim to showcase the power in all women across all walks of life. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell for updates. If you have any questions or comments, or if anything resonates with you, let us know in the comment section below. In this episode of Women in Power, we're speaking with Natasha Rooney. Natasha Rooney is a dancer. She is a mindfulness practitioner for children, and she is very into womb work. So Natasha, you have been a dancer um, all your life. Mm -hmm. um, tell us how dance has impacted your life. Well, it's impacted my life in a major way. I started dancing when I was nine years old, so almost 25 years. I went to a pantomime, well, a Christmas show, and I just saw these little girls dancing on the stage, and I knew, I knew. <laughs> I was only nine, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. I saw them so happy and joyful, and just enjoying themselves, no pressure, just free. So I started with tap dance, tap dance and gymnastics, and then I didn't stop since, which also led me to teaching dance and performing. Um, I come from Liverpool in the United Kingdom. So where I'm from, it's obviously a big, big, big culture difference from the UAE. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of like drugs and things that go on that side of the world, which is very open. So it, during my childhood, was a little bit troubled, I could mm. say, um, which dance really helped me. Um, I didn't have a relationship with my father because he was on drugs. Mm. He was um, a heroin addict, so I didn't have a relationship with him. He left us when we were two, I was two, my sister was one. And then when, my mom, when I was 15, my, mo my mother left. So during that time of being a teenager, hormones, <laughs> hormones everywhere, like dealing with the, the parents' traumas, dancing saved me. It was my savior, honest to God. I would just go into the studio and I would just dance my heart and soul out and I would forget everything. Wow. <laughs> like nothing existed, it was just me in my movement and my soul was free and fed. And this is just what I love to do. And I've never stopped it since. And I just absolutely adore teaching and sharing my passion, my moves with others like along the way, especially young children into women. So Natasha, tell us, you've had a pretty long dancing career. What has been the highlight of your career? Dancing for Alicia Keys. <laughs> oh, tell us about that. Wow, that is like a dream come true. I love Alicia, I've always loved Alicia, but not just for the music, just as, as she is as a woman, as she holds herself as a woman, the messages that she sends out, she's just so inspiring, really, really inspiring, and plus she's an amazing artist. So she came to Dubai for Expo, and <laughs> I remember I was really busy. I was really, it was in the peak, so it was December. So December is really busy in Dubai. That week I was absolutely chocker. That, that means busy in my 
scouts Liverpool slang. <laughs> um, and then I got a message from the agency asking me was I available. Now I knew that Alicia Keys was in town. So I'm like, is this Alicia Keys? And they're like, shh. <laughs> send the profile and they're like we need new pictures of you and i'm like oh all my hair is dark and i'm like white blonde i was literally in the mall and i just sat on the floor in the corner in the mall scrolling through my instagram getting all my pictures of what i need to send like i just didn't care i was like i'm getting this job whether my life depends on it or not so i sent all my pictures made a new show reel because he wants to see like the latest videos so i was putting like dance videos what i think alicia would like wow. <laughs> like hip-hop ones and some girly and ones with with sneakers in because i know she loves sneakers like me too i'm wearing sneakers now yeah. and then i sent the profile off and i said to the agency if i get selected by alicia key's team i'm available like i'm available we'll do whatever things. it takes yeah, yeah. there's something you don't turn down it stands for alicia keys then the next day i got a message i was teaching watch your height i'm like ask me if my height ask me if my height and i'm like this is good news but it's not confirmation and i got confirmed like two days later nice. so i got confirmed like two days before rehearsal started it was quite intense we learned seven routines in two days and then the show was on the Friday, wow. um, but it was amazing. But it was amazing. I remember you had this moment on stage where, where she was she was oh, passing yeah. you, and you were passing, and you're yeah. both vibing. And yeah, it was a song wasted energy. That was <laughs> <laughs> oh, my best song. Yeah, um, it's a song wasted energy, and I just. I was so tired and I feel my body fatigued, but my soul was so alive wow. that I didn't feel that my body was fatigued anymore. You know, because yeah. we went to rehearse at 3 a.m. in the morning, the night of the show, so we only had like a few hours sleep. I remember going on stage with wasted energy and I'm looking at Alicia and I'm like walking up the ramp and I'm like, oh my gosh, be professional, Tash, get your groove on. Come <laughs> on, get your groove on with this Alicia Keys. So I made eye contact with her and she looked at me. And we're grooving, and I'm looking at it, and we're grooving, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm grooving with the Lucha Keys. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was amazing, it was amazing. Oh, Even wow. I always listen to this song, I put it on the car, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Relive the moment. Yeah, every few moments. Amazing. Oh, wow. I earned that job. I you went did. Look at my ears of dancing. For sure. <laughs> you have yet so much to come. Yes. Yeah. So much to come. So I'm always so asking excited. you for um, teaching me how to pose. You know, mm -hmm. there's also other things you do. You do choreography. Yes. You teach other people how to dance. You're always performing at uh, Cove Beach, right? Yes. You have these beautiful, sexy outfits on, getting your groove on. But recently, I saw that you did you did something with Vogue. Is that with Vogue? The Vogue Arabia. I was actually directing the models for Vogue Arabia. Oh, wow. So you direct yeah. models. Yeah, a dance routine. No, or no, just... Um, move, more like movement. Oh. And how they got to walk and the dresses. Honestly, they, they asked me to direct the models. When I got there, I didn't know what I was getting. I just know I was getting stunning models. I mean, these models have millions of followers. Um, and when I see them in the dress, then I know how they're going to move. Like, it, it just comes to me, like one of them right. had Aline, she's from Saudi, mm -hmm. she's stunning, she had like a beautiful blue, like shiny dress and they're not dancers, yeah. you know what I mean? They're stunning, yeah. the models, but they're like, mm, and I'm like, don't worry, don't worry, mate. I got we, this. we got this, we got this, <laughs> and I want to make sure people are comfortable yeah. and most of all having fun. 
You gotta have fun. So with that, you do you match? Fun. Do you match the walk with the dress? Yes, I match okay. the walk with the dress, babe. She had the dress on, and then she's walking. And as the camera, I said to her, as the camera comes, have have because it's a long dress on mm. one side. Have it over your eyes, show your eyes, and then spin. She's like, okay, and it's beautiful of like how the reactors wanted them. Like obviously she can't like, um, she's covered up, so they say like don't. Don't give her like big dance moves, and she's yeah. not dancing. It's absolutely fine. You learn to work with it. Move the hands, move the hands. Just visualize an, an ocean wave, and because mm. people think that dancing has to be like sexual, ha, ha, yeah, ha, ha, yeah. Ha, ha. it doesn't have to be. Even yeah. just moving your body in mm. any way. I always say everybody can dance. Everyone has rhythm. Just, everybody can dance. Yeah. We're just at all different levels and different different styles and different yeah. stages, but everybody can move. I think and that's all... what I love to do, just make people feel comfortable, especially mm. newbies, not just in like directing jobs, but new women that come to my class, I want them to feel comfortable. I traveled to Russia last year. This one, because I have quite big energy, especially mm. when I'm teaching. I'm extra excited, my aura's expanding, and I'm like, woo, I'm pumped, you know? So I went to Russia for two weeks, and some of the women, they were a bit like, oh, and I'm like, come on, girls, let's go, woo. And I'm like, and they were a bit shy at first, which is understandable. Yeah. And they're quite like separated. I looked at them in the studio, I was like, why, why are you so separated? All of you have come together, we're all one. We are all one. We're coming together right now, and you're gonna be sensual. We're gonna move our hips, and we're gonna move our body. You're feeling a little bit, oh, they're starting to move a little bit like, oh. By the two weeks, the difference in them, honest to God, it was just like, I was emotional. I was emotional with like, a yeah. good emotional with yeah. happiness of how they responded and they were literally together and I was like us women like we have to stick together and you're allowed to feel sensual in your own body yeah. at the end everybody is just moving freely not not caring about anybody else just having fun looking at each other laughing and dancing and this for me is just it's so rewarding it's wow. so rewarding after we were all hugging like Natasha don't go back to Dubai stay yeah <laughs> yeah it was really beautiful so, uh, Natasha, that's such an amazing story uh, of your experience in Russia. Tell us, what do you think is the, the importance of dance in a woman's life? It's very important. And like I said before, not just dance like as in like a high intense choreography, as mm -hmm. in movement, as in movement. Um, I feel us women, we, well, we do, we go through a lot. Our bodies do go through a lot. We have a lot of hormones, our stress levels can go up and down. And um, we like four different women in one month because we have That's four true. different um, <laughs> patterns in our cycle, yeah? Um, so it's important to get the, get the blood flowing and the joints going, as I say to my students, um, to get that, release them feel good hormones, mm. which is like really, really common for the nervous system. It's really, really common for the nervous system, which has got to help with anxiety and stress and even just moving your sacral. You're really, truly connecting to your feminine energy. Really, truly connecting to your feminine energy. I think it's really important for movement as well as, I will always say this, it's important to move, but it's also important for us to stay still as well oh, interesting. because we need that stillness 
we're, we're so bouncing from here, there and everywhere. We have to be still, especially when administration, what our bodies are going through. Mm. We have to have a few days of just like, okay, let's cancel that like dinner or let's cancel this and let, let me just be still to really recharge. Otherwise, if you don't have that moment of being still, yeah. you're just going to be fatigued. Or like meditate or something be, just to... Yeah, I mean, and just be with yourself. Just mm. really be with yourself. Like... Otherwise, you're just going to build a fatigue and you don't want it to carry you through the, through the month. But just moving and feeling good and yeah. just and just having them feel good, that hormones, that natural dopamine, yeah. really. I think it's... one thing that's common between the two things that you mentioned, right? Dancing, how important it is, mm-hmm. and also being still. Yes. Like both of them, we have to go within and go into our bodies, feel yeah. into our bodies and be one with our bodies. For sure. Even if it's in two different ways, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And life's about contrast, right? right. Well, it's all about yeah. balance, isn't it? Yeah, and the balance. You, you, yeah. you have to be still to then have the energy to move. Right. Yeah? And even just moving, you're releasing so much tension. Mm. You're releasing so much tension. So let it loose and just move. Put your favorite song on in your bedroom. Ladies, put your favorite song on in your bedroom. And move, and go. move your sacral, get it going. This is a sign for all of you out there, for me especially. Oh, yes. yeah. And you guys if you want to as well. Yeah, for sure. How did you go from dancing to teaching children dance? I actually, I did a three-year degree at musical theatre, so it was sing, dance and drama. But I'm more of a dancer. Mm. I mean, I can hold a note singing, but I'm more of a dancer and a little bit of a drama queen. <laughs> um, so I did sing a dance and drama, but with that degree, it was like equivalent to third year degree, I got my teacher certificate with it. Like some dancers, great, like they love to perform and then they do teaching on the side to make that extra bit of money. Mm. But for me, I just love teaching. So when I left when I was 19, I already had a teaching job in the local dance school. I just enjoyed it so much, just seeing the children so joyful. And that's why when I look back into my childhood and this is why I'm so passionate about it of making them feel good and supporting them. And this is what led me into it. I didn't stop teaching since. Mm. I was teaching in the UK. I came to Dubai. Mm. I've been teaching here the past nine years, which then led me into choreographing and creative director and managing big shows and productions, which wow. I really... Well, and children are so powerful, for. right? They have such um, pure and happy, positive energy. So to be around that hey, every it's day... Like you need to be around children mm. to really understand life again sometimes. Right. Yeah, because yeah. They, like, they're joyful. And that is our birthright. Our birthright is to be joyful. So when I'm with the kids, I'm literally like a kid. And I love it. My inner child is out, I'm on the floor, I'm a monkey, I'm a butterfly, like I, I just love it, like it just brings me so much joy and it's just so rewarding to watch them grow through dancing because with me it not just helped me like through my traumas, it helped me grow as a woman, it brought me confidence, it showed me how to be a leader, how to work as a team, it just brought me so much, wow. so much and so much, so many more opportunities along the way. Yeah. So you teach children dancing, yeah. but you also recently got certified in mindfulness I know. and meditation and I see, I see you practice that a lot with the children, so you take the meditation, you take the mindfulness, you incorporate it into, into dance. And it really feels like what you're doing is mind, body, and soul with the children. It is. How? What? What shift have you seen from 
just using the body with dance, right? And then moving into mindfulness, practicing mm. mindfulness with them. What difference do you see in the children when you do that? There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference from when I, from when they enter the classroom, from when they exit the classroom. Because <laughs> when they enter, you know, the kids, the wild, crazy, the, the crazy, yeah. the wall, they're just chaos. everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's chaotic. But the children, so like, you have to be like that, right? Yeah. But how they respond to it is just incredible. And the youngest, the youngest I teach is three years, three years. Wow. Because I work in gem school, so my youngest is three years young. And how they respond to it, because me, I, I be creative with it. You can't just ask a child, okay, sit down, close your eyes, shoulders back, spine straight, be in and out, like, they'll just wander off. They'll just go, yeah. like, they'll just ignore you, you know? Yeah. But being creative with the breath work, this is what gets them into it. This is what really gets them into it. The breath like work. finger breathing, being in and out. Oh guys, you've got a flower in one hand, you've got a candle in the other. Inhale, exhale, blow it out. I get them to visualize and to wiggle the toes and pretend the toes are a root of a tree and the tree is the body planted into Mother Earth and expanding and growing bigger, stronger and the way they respond to it is just incredible and I don't often see the, the subtleness in them they really relax and calm down and then when the bodies have calmed down some of the things that they start to visualize I'm just like whoa like one girl she's six I did it in there's one week in gem school mental resilience week so they asked me to come in to do some workshops six years old so I got them to visualize I got them in a good state some breath work um, and she visualized a resilient rainbow. Wow. I'm like, she's six years old. And for me, I'm just like, wow, visualize a resilient rainbow when I was six hours away with the fairies. Just <laughs> so it's just so beautiful Amazing. how they respond to it. And it's just like the age too. Because my course is actually from six to 12 years old, oh, okay. but I'm teaching yoga because this is what I love to do. It's yeah. helped me in my life. So I believe whoever is in front of me, I just want to share it with them. Yeah, no, but that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, as young as three, because their attention span is so mm -hmm. short. So, the, I mean, to get them to do it now, I mean, that's yes. just so powerful. Yes, this is why I play with the exercises. Yeah. You know, I get movement with them. So as they inhale and they're expanding, they're going to exhale, they're going to tame. Now they're going to flow, they're going to move about because they can't just stand there, yeah. you know? And then I switch it up, now you've got to be still and be the tree. So. To give them that dynamics, that keeps their attention. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. They, they will just. Um, sure. Yeah. I, I was a, I I was a special needs nursery nurse in, in England in Leicester, Aww. and I actually would work with the children. I'd actually do a lot of yoga with them, and it was the usual, you know, teaching them the different yoga steps, but then converting into animals and giving it names mm. and making it a lot more fun. And I worked with younger the younger ages and I worked with some special needs children as well and you'll be surprised at that young age how much they pick up yeah right my niece actually she's two 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 years old she's two and a half now but at two years old she would roll out the yoga mat herself get it out into the balcony <laughs> right get it out in the balcony and and she would start practicing yoga herself and, and she remembers she remembers wow. the downward dog she may not you know, they don't necessarily re remember the names yeah but they will do the, the downward dog and yeah. they will do all the different moves yeah. that comes with well, it kids yeah. are sponges Shocking. i mean they say they yeah. can absorb so much for you know, sure like the first, i think mm. six years of their life so yeah that's, for yeah. sure yes. 
the children, the younger generation literally lies in our hands. Mm. So this is what I said in my bio and this is what I stand by. Like, I know I have a calling to help others. I, I, like, I know I do. Like, I know I do. I know others feel good around me. I know people feel vulnerable around me and safe. And I have that true calling. And my mission is to be the light and pass the torch along the way. And it definitely starts with our younger generation. Mm. And it's up to us to, to make that I step I absolutely it, you know. love that. I stand by it as well. Ali and Co. Our motto is ignite the light within. Yeah. And someone who has worked with children, who's seen the system and how it works, especially yeah. for children that don't have it all, that don't come from a well-off background, that don't have one or both parents. I've seen how tough it is. Yeah. And our school system, our education system, and teachers as well, right? It is in our hands as a society. As they say, it takes a village to raise a child. And that really, really is true. And they're, the children, they are in our hands. And we do need to do something about it, yeah. right? Yes. Well, and also, I guess it's also awareness with the parents, right? Tell me a little bit about how you feel like maybe parents have come around with, you know, introducing meditation and mindfulness at such an early age, because you said you start as early as three. Like, what yeah. is their reaction? The parents love it. They do. Like, I actually, on the mindfulness, the, the mental resilience week, I had two little boys fall asleep. <laughs> so the parents are like, come to my house. <laughs> Will you come to my house and like help me put the children to sleep? Like they laugh and like they love it and it's so beautiful. Even even as a as a whole. Yeah. Um I can't I can't try to think of the as a collective, that's the word. As a collective, more and more people are coming becoming open and aware of it, mm. of the importance of it. And I think that's been one of the one of the positives about COVID that people spent more time going in with so the parents yeah. definitely more no, more open to it and they they love it especially I mean you see your children walking out of the class feeling calm yeah. and I ask my children I ask them how do you feel like how do you feel we feel happy <laughs> like you see my yeah. story on Instagram I make my own poems up oh, and I sing them to the children they sing them back and the response and how they feel, they feel happy and they were walking out the class feeling happy. Wow. So they're happy, the parents are happy. You know what I find so remarkable though is because you know these kids are so lucky you know that they have you I guess in their lives because For they're sure. actually experiencing mindfulness at such an early age. I mean I remember when I started my healing journey at 40, if I closed my eyes and sat still I couldn't like there yeah. were just so many voices, thoughts, just, you know, going around in my head. And it was impossible. I couldn't even do a minute. And that's at like the age of 40, you know, and these guys, yeah. these kids are so lucky. They get to start so early. They are. And there is so much value they in just sitting are. still. You're so For right. Sure. And not just mindfulness. I feel like there's certain things that you can have a curriculum to teach children. You can mm. have meditation, mindfulness, but what really comes out is, is heart, right? Mm. Is, is passion is wanting to engage with the children, is wanting to see yeah. the change. And that's something that I saw as working as a childcare practitioner, that so many practitioners were coming in and it, it was just a nine to five job for them. Mm. And something like working with children should not be a nine to five no. job. No. It should I be agree. something where you're going in and every single child 
is treated like your own child. Mm, Every single sure. child is special. And I see that in you. For so sure. they definitely are very, very lucky, lucky to have right? you. Yeah. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Help us with our with my kids. I've got two girls. <laughs> okay, babe. Yeah. Oh. So, that. Um, so Natasha, earlier you were talking about the four cycles, you know, in a woman's um, in the in the month for a woman. Um, and I know you're also passionate about womb healing. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what that is and why it's important and what and revelations how you got has, into it. Yeah, how did you yeah. get into it and what revelations have you The womb. The magical womb. The center of our creation, the center of our being, the center of our power. Where we come from, you know. I was once pregnant a few years ago. And before I speak about the pregnancy, every woman, every trauma um, we encounter is held in this space. Okay. Um, every sexual partner we've had, wanted or unwanted, everything is held in this space. Mm. Um, this womb and this yoni, all of this area, um, anything negative, even a negative sentence, everything tense us up and it's held in this space. So it's up to us to work with it and really cleanse it. Um, which the, the abortion was a huge trauma, but obviously I'm, I'm super grateful for it now because trauma, I, trauma, we should use trauma as a tool for growth, mm. as a tool for growth. You know, I understand we get emotional and we can sit with it, but you look at your traumas and you say, what? What am I gonna? What can I take from this? Mm. What am I gonna learn from this? How can I heal from this? Which tools am I gonna get from this and use and and to pass it on to others also? Because every single one of us holds trauma, even small or big. Yeah. Trauma is sorry, I've gone off room to trauma, but um, a trauma is anything that just happens too too fast, too quick, too yeah. soon. Anything that makes you feel unsafe, mm. you know? It's all connected, so right? Work that definitely led me into this trauma and to research and dig deeper about it. Mm. Because after the abortion, um, it was something I didn't want, but it was for the best at the time. Um, I really suffered. I like, I really suffered, like for years, like... With guilt, is it? Guilt, carrying this guilt, every period, every time I was menstruating, or in the luteal phase that that week before menstruation it was like it was it was all coming back oh. it, it was like it was all coming back because an abortion is like a forced miscarriage mm. so it was like i was reliving reliving the abortion over and over again like every month yeah Oof. yeah literally for years literally for years which affected my 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 sex life and my creativity has always been there as a dancer but now it's way way more expansive and a better job during the healing process with the yoniac um every period was just was just horrendous was just crying and reliving it over and over again and then i was like i need to sort this out it was just like and, and i knew i was aware at first i wasn't aware i was more just just sitting in the trauma and just letting it take over me, really letting it take over me every month. Um, and every month I would feel really, really fatigued because I was so emotional. Mm. So it was really taking over all of my body also. 
and then I got to a stage I was like I'm gonna send so much love to my room space and I would meditate and I would forgive myself because I, I put so much guilt on myself I would forgive myself I would meditate through it and I would hold my room space I wake up in the middle of the night swear to go to the toilet and my hands are on my womb that's mm. when it started that's when I was like okay now it's time for the healing to start of consciously tuning in <laughs> like really consciously tuning into the womb space um, and it's when I started with the yoni egg okay tell us about this the yoni, egg. yoni egg it's incredible and I recommend every single woman to buy one and to start this beautiful journey because this egg is this whole so many powerful healing frequencies and as I said everything that every trauma is held in that womb space so this egg presses on the nervous system which is so healing for the nervous system mm -hmm. it also brings up a lot so you will get past traumas yeah. come up I've had a lot of past traumas come up I've had flashbacks come up but I've really faced them yeah. really faced them surrendered to them flow through them accepted them wow. and, then, and then, then let them go you know because everything is built up to where we are today you know but I do recommend this this yoni egg work for every single woman it's really helped me to truly connect to myself like on, on a deeper level like spiritually emotionally I feel so sensual and the journey of self-love it's been an ongoing journey for the past two years of like mindfulness and meditation and affirmation and all that is great but when a woman i'm telling you this right now when a woman really tunes in to where moon space mm. and really starts that journey i'm getting goosebumps in my head <laughs> and on my legs that's when the empowerment comes and that deep deep that that deep deep love that deep deep love that deep deep self-love comes from and it's all connected in the heart and I feel the energy now coming up to my heart and expanding because this womb and the heart and the throat is it's all connected you know wow. but even feel back then like my jaw even if we take the whole tension in our jaw it's all connected just relax your jaw yeah. and you'll feel the space relax relax the space you'll feel your jaw relax huh. you know so there's so much about it and just learning and truly understanding what is going on inside mm. this beautiful being mm. <laughs> yeah wow so this is really amazing wow. I I agree. thank you <laughs> there's so many women that have have a similar story to you and they feel shame to even come out and talk about it whether that's because of culture religion family or or just in general right what message would you have for these women i would say to them really tune in with yourself because if you feel like you can't talk to others that's okay for now that is okay for now but really really sit with yourself have that space alone and really breathe and tune in to your room space your heart space and then once you build that connection that that that, that connection this expands this expands and then nothing else is going to touch you like the thoughts or the doubt or comments or mm. judgments from others and mm. it's sad because women have been shamed not to feel sensual in their in their own body and we should like even having periods why was we so embarrassed to have periods as children yeah. oh 
complete and oh, oh it's the conditioning powerful. no it's the conditioning we can't give birth like this is all of our cycle like but we, that's that's all years of conditioning you know so mm-hmm. women just need to understand sort of how powerful yeah. and magical yeah she is and and we are yeah and really yeah. just sit with yourselves ladies and tune in and breathe and send so much love even just the first step of being conscious about it and sending love to it you're already on your way you're already on your way right yeah and like you're saying monica it is it definitely yeah. is years and years of conditioning right yeah, and the shame and of having your period the dirt, sure. dirtiness of it you know yeah. i mean there's some cultures that actually i mean even in the indian culture yeah, sure. when you have your period you you can't go to a temple to pray right yeah I, I i still face i went to bali a couple of years yeah. ago and i was on my period and i wasn't allowed to go to any of the big temples yeah. and i i I just and I couldn't the very visit thing any of them. That allows us to yeah, have exactly. Babies. It's like yeah, how you are you were born yeah, because, exactly. because of this. Exactly. Yeah. It's also I feel like just the conditioning, like everything we've talked about today, whether it's dancing, you know, getting into the body, whether it's the stillness, whether it's womb work, this yoni egg you're talking about, um, trauma, self healing, self love a woman in general periods yeah. and abortions carrying children holding space for women who go through things like this right all of this i feel like it stems from conditioning and women powerful women are women who step out of this conditioning who yeah. take who take the steps themselves because no one's going to do it for you yeah. right you have to take those steps yourself regardless of what people are saying around you regardless of what people think you have to take those steps for yourself to move into your power within yourself and and start to decondition yeah yeah it's like relearning exactly literally like yes, relearning yes, yeah. and i have some of my students and i get them like the 16 17 and the administration they feel i'm like it's okay it's okay yeah. you're a woman and you're beautiful But that's such an empowering message that you know all women should hear. You know, know. all young women. Ladies, listen up. Yes. <laughs> listen up. You are powerful. Yes. Yeah. As you are. So Natasha, yes. you have been through so much trauma. Yeah. You have been through a lot of ordeals in life, but you have also thrived so much. Yes. What is your superpower? My superpower is truly accepting, surrendering and literally powering through. Literally powering through. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, like these traumas are a tool. They're a tool for growth. So I can get knocked down but I know how to pick myself back up again mm. and everything that we've spoke about with the mindfulness with the movement of really truly knowing myself and loving myself this is where the power lies yeah this is where the power lies and we have the power we literally have the power to power through anything that life is going to throw at us you might get whacked and bashed along the way but yeah. always pick yourself back up again always pick yourself up again and have faith and just rest in the knowing that everything will be all fine. Everything's always working. Yes. Yeah. Everything is always working out. Yeah, for sure. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much Natasha. It was thank wonderful to have you on the show. It was lovely having you. Thank you. You too. I want to hug you. <laughs>
Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell for updates. If you have any questions or comments, or if anything resonates with you, let us know in the comment section below.